The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. I don't care if anybody calls me a bitch. That does nothing to me. And Paula. If I see a snake or a lizard or something like that, those kids are on their own. That's all I'm saying. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, everybody. Episode 133? Or 132. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. I don't remember what episode this is. Again, I think it's 132. Ruh-roh. Now my OCD is kicking and I have to look. Look it up. Keep keep talking. Okay. Well, thank you, friends, for for listening to us, even though we're getting off to a, a bit of a rough start, apparently. 132. It is 132. Okay. So. Episode 132. What? We need to figure. We need to figure it out. Immediately. I'm on. I'm ready. Ugh. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Is that how you kickstart it? Ugh. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So, thank you for downloading. Thank you for liking our Facebook page and commenting. Um, we had a, a lovely listener leave her ugly and awkward moment on our Facebook page. I encourage you to do the same if you are in any way, shape, or form like like us we would love to judge your ugly and awkward moments yeah that was a good one it was a good one if you if you're interested knowing what it was just go to our facebook page ugly truth and you'll see it it's really good uh so yes it's friday and uh we are getting closer to the wedding of my stepdaughter producer dub's daughter this will be our last show for a week so that producer dub can focus on marrying off his daughter next week But the following Mm -hmm. week, we will have a full recap of all of the shenanigans that we were going to, I'm sure, get into at this wedding. I think since Victor's coming with me, I'll plan on drinking. And so who knows what will happen. And apparently there's going to be a selfie booth. So we'll be able to take selfies of ourselves (laughs) with a selfie stick. (laughs) That sounds kind of fun. I think it'll be fun. Wow, I didn't know that was going to be there. Yeah, a little photo booth, so we'll be able to, I guess there's a selfie stick involved, so we can put our little phone in there and do all of our poses to make us ourselves look tall and thin, so that'll be fun. That's what they take at all those Academy Award parties and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. I mean, I'm 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 happy for that. But let's, before we get to talk more about the wedding, I just wanted to talk quickly about um, Malia, my my little one. Well, she's not little, she's a freshman. She had her home, her very first high school homecoming dance last week. No, I'm dying to ask a question. Do. Did she dance with a boy? I don't know. I didn't ask and she didn't offer it up. I'm I'm going to say yes. That one is like a lockbox. Like you you're going to have to like read her diary to like learn anything. Well, she is she is a cold woman. She and she's like an, she is ug at heart, man. She's going to die with many many secrets. And she I gets think. pissed. Like if you like start to, you know, hint at something like, no, God, you know, she's got that, that teenage, you know, snap pretty good. I think that is her, um, she hasn't developed her vault like, uh, uh, appearance quite yet. Um, I think as she gets older, she will be able to literally look at someone in the eye and tell them they know nothing and they will believe her. <laughs> It will happen because she's my child. So I know that eventually, but, but probably by her 20s, she'll be able to look someone cold dead in the eye and they'll be like, well, da 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 And she'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about and walk away <laughs> and they'll believe her. I'm afraid she's going to be like the, in when she's like 21 and like at the bars with her friends, she's mm-hmm. going to be the we gotta go girl. Did you ever see that uh, comedian well, John Heffron? He's like, there's yeah. always the we gotta go girl. I'm afraid she's going to be that one. Like, I don't want her to... Like you she's going to end the fun? Yeah, I'd be like, you know, we have to go. And she's the driving, you know, designated driver, <laughs> sober one. I don't, you know what? I I don't know. Uh, her personality hasn't fully developed quite yet. But I don't, 
I don't know yet. I mean, I, I, I don't think she's going to be the Debbie Downer of the group, but she's yeah. also not going to, she will not be putting herself into a situation in which she will be a victim of anything. So it's True. possible she'll have a, a sixth sense built in where she'll be like, this is trouble. We need to get out of here. I guess there's, you know, there's worse things she could be. So Yeah, she could be the opposite. I mean, she could be like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No red flags. And I have great no. sex. Well, okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking when I said that. Anyway, so the homecoming was fun. She did not have a date, which, you know, dad and I are great with. You know, we're fine yeah. holding off on the date thing. She's only 15. I mean, there's no rush. There is no rush. So she went with like seven or eight of her friends. We went to this really great park and took a bunch of pictures of them. And mm -hmm. of course, there's the, there's the one dad who is a quote unquote photographer. Oh, God. There's always one. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? It's great. Some of, some of his photos turned out really nice. And so, but he's like, no, everyone stand in the sun. We need to get light. And I'm like, okay, it's, what are we doing? Can we just, I mean, come on. Can we move on with our, I mean, it felt like a photo session, like a, a legit photo session. Well, if you're a photographer, then, you know, <laughs> every occasion is a photography session. Photo session. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not begrudging it. I mean, they're excited too. This is their baby. This is their baby as well. And so, you know, they're excited. And so I get it. He's, but it's funny because Malia goes, no, mom, he's a, he's an amateur photographer, like trying to explain why we're getting all serious about the photo session. Now I said, like, oh, well, pardon me. I did not know I was in the presence of an amateur photographer, like everybody else who has a smartphone. Excuse me for not recognizing. <laughs> emphasis God. on amateur just saying right? i'm not trying to be an asshole but it's like i'm always trying to be look, an asshole they all look the same they all you know they all have short puffy dresses on there's the <laughs> a, a few of the awkward boys who are quote unquote the in the friend zone who are there you know wearing their untucked button-up shirts with the tie and you know dad shoes or whatever i mean it's jeez. Oh, but we had a good time we we pulled our phones out and did a bunch of selfies and you saw the one that we yeah. did they were really cute and so then they went off to sushi where malia had teriyaki beef of course because she doesn't do fish and so daryl and i you know i'm a big proponent of letting kids be independent at a certain age. Oh, actually any age, depending on the situation. But we gave her some money and we said, okay, now some of the parents who were driving, because of course none of these children have licenses. So a lot of the parents went to the bar area while the kids ate. But I'm not a fan of being on premise when my child is supposed to be trying to figure out what it's like to be on their own in a restaurant. And so, well, and of course Daryl's like, wait a minute, are we gonna park? I'm like, no, we're dropping her off. And I I did not tell him of my intentions. Initially, he thought we were going in and staying in the bar area to have a little sushi and a and a cocktail. But I'm like, nope. I say, get out. And she's I said, have fun. Text us. We'll come back and get you when it's time. And she's like, okay, bye. And she got out. Daryl's like, we're not gonna even go in. I'm like, nope. We're going somewhere else because she needs to know what it's like to be in a restaurant by herself with friends and figuring it out. She's got plenty of cash. She has a fully charged cell phone. She's good. And there's parents there anyway. It's not like they were completely left alone, which whatever. Yeah, well, and it's not like you were sending her to a prison or something like that. <laughs> it's I mean, not like we're like, all right, good luck on yeah, good luck on your deployment. We'll see you in 18 months. It right. wasn't like that. It was it was sushi for 45 minutes. And so we went across the street to another restaurant and we had you know, a, we had a beer and, you know, a meal. And of course, we sat down and <clears throat> immediately recognized people who were there from our mother's church. <laughs> oh, geez. And you know what? Love them. They're great people. It has nothing to do with anything. And they're always so glad to see me because they've known me since I was young, you know. So, mm -hmm. oh, my God, you look so good. How are you guys? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, great. So we're telling him about Natalie getting married and how Malia is having homecoming across the street. And we're just over here just kind of giving her her space. And everything was great. And there we were just talk, talk, talking. And then I'm like, OK, thanks. Have a great meal. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, one of them has to come over and say, you know, we're having a visiting uh, person come on Sunday. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and, you know. I appreciate the thought, but if I haven't been in that church 
in 12 years, do you really think that you're going to be able to get me to come? It's like they search for POWs, you know, like they just never give up. I get offended because I now I feel like there was always an agenda. Like you only wanted to come over here to invite me back to the church. Of course. And it pisses me off because it's like, now you're a liar. You. They don't That's care what I'm about saying. you as a person. Well, I think they do, but it's misdirected. It's like, you don't really want to know how I'm doing. You're just trying to get me to lull into this peaceful area where you can insidiously invite me back to the church. And that, <laughs> to me, is bullshit. And it took a lot for me not to go, really, dude? Wow. I mean, I, I, it was so annoying. I must have made it clear at some point in my I life. I thought I made it crystal clear, but apparently because not. I have never been spoken to once. You know what it is, honestly? Producer Deb is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Yeah, he really is. And I think that... It's shocking. Why is it shocking? Oh, that he's with someone like me, you mean? Yes, that's exactly what I, know. I mean. <laughs> I know. You know, when I'm feeling really particularly sad about something or feeling badly about something I've said or done, I will look at him and go, what are you doing? Like, why are you, what are you doing? And he looks at me and he goes, everything about you is what I love. I'm never bored. And if you were any other way, I would hate it. And I'm like, you are a sadist. I don't know what's wrong with you. I think we've all had that conversation with our mate. Like, I'm, I, I've, I've yeah. even tried to free Victor from my, <laughs> you know, hell. And I'm just like, you could right. be living a happy life. And he's like, I am happy. I'm like, why? How? <laughs> How could you be happy here? Yeah, I'm I don't a horrible know. person. You really I, are. <laughs> shut up. I'm not as bad as you, but... What? What do you mean? I'm just older. <laughs> That's all. You just haven't gotten to that level yet. We're all horrible in our own way. Yet we really somehow are. we have these men that refuse to, they have a failure to launch. You know what, though? Honestly, I... Combative situation. This is the way I look at it. I have looked back to see where my ex, serious ex-boyfriends end up. And they all end up the same. They're so exhausted <laughs> that they marry women who are very plain, vanilla people. Simple people. Yeah. Not That's stupid. True. Just very simple, non-difficult women. They're Not the opposite. Yeah. Uh, very just simple people. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? What? I, I don't understand. I had a boyfriend break up with me. He's like, I'm just exhausted, Jamie. <laughs> he literally said what? that. He's like, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. It's just intense. It's it's not easy. And it's not like we had f vicious fights or anything. It's just a lot. Some people have said that to me, that it's just a lot. Yeah, I I have heard that before. Yeah. But, well, but some people love the challenge. Some people just love the challenge. And other people just go, I wasn't born to live this way. I My mother didn't raise me to be this way. It's just too much effort. And it is a lot of effort. But, you know, the payoff is usually pretty good. At least... From what I can tell. Yeah, I yeah, you know, it's like Victor gets smacked in the head with something that I do. And, you know, he's just he turns around and is just like more, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I don't know if it's like that necessarily. It's just a ch it's just mentally and physically sometimes challenging. It's a challenge. You know, there's never yeah. there's never an end. It's like I have heard that men love the thrill of the hunt and the chase. That's the best part of right. finding a woman is the the new, just constantly looking for the the chase. And then once they catch it, they grow tired. They grow bored. Then they're like, well, been there, done that. And so I'm wondering if it's because they never know what the next day holds. It's a whole new chase. It's a whole new, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I agree. Like, we... We've never truly been caught. We're like, never. we give them the feeling that we're still on the run somehow. Always. Never, so, never not, never resting. I'm sorry your dinner was interrupted by, you know, God and the <laughs> Making Bible me have to things. reflect on my spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. While you're sitting yeah, there drinking, fine. you know, a Pilsner. Beer. No, you know, they were drinking too. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, you know, it was just, it initially it was great. And then the second he did that, you know, lowers the octave. So I just wanted to let you know. And it's like, oh. I did the Napoleon Dynamite thing. 
you know like god then you should have run off with your back flat like you know like napoleon dynamite (laughs) if you're anything like the uggs first of all i'm sorry secondly you must love shopping the ugly mall at uglytruth.com is a great place to do just that that's u-g-l-e-e truth.com thanks for your support let's get back to the show so yeah homecoming was really fun and you know other than the and of course i had my awkward moment that producer dub was a part of oh fabulous <laughs> the football game it, you know and i really thought i was gonna beat you this week but you ahead. might it, so, you oh. might no i won't know. i won't but okay what was it were you sitting on the couch again or something i don't know we were at hobby lobby but i'll tell you about it later so oh my god hobby lobby, the reason why we were there is okay so i have like three craft stores in my I can't area believe you went to hobby lobby I'd never been, and Victor said he went there before, and so... and we Well, were that's right not next. a shock. I couldn't remember what their hang-up was. Everything. But anyway, go okay, on. Well, I'm I sorry. I wasn't sure, and I'm just like, well, I'm probably damned if I do and damned if I don't, so I'm, you know... Well, I'm you and go your here. Chick-fil-A and, spent- and Hobby Lobby. God. I'm going to start calling you Tea Party Paula. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is the only fast food that serves gluten-free. That's, <laughs> that's what takes over has nothing to do with their politics, although I do okay. appreciate that they close on Sundays. But anyways, and so does Hobby Lobby. While, well, yeah, while they're hating gay people and women and birth control, but go ahead. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I should have not spent $3 there. What was you should I thinking? Not. <laughs> so, anyway, why were you there? So, as you know, the wedding is coming up, and uh, Olivia, my daughter, is the flower girl. And mm-hmm. so I've been given some thinly... Uh, laced instructions as to how she's supposed to look and right. so i'm like well i guess i'll just get creative here because um the dress she has is all pink but right. the wedding colors are navy and coral right no it's or is pink. it navy Remember, and pink now no you were okay. the one that told me that the color had changed to pink we didn't even know that okay yeah like a blush because i guess she, when she yes. had picked up the flowers they became my colors pink. are bashful and blush Looks like a flamingo threw up in here. Yeah. Was that still magnolias? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Blush and bashful. So I have this dress and it's got a little flower pin to it, but it's everything's pink on it. So I'm like, well, let me see if I can find like a flower at this craft store that's navy and I can swap it out. And then I can also get the little flowers for her hair that I had planned on putting in her hair. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm still trying to nail her down as the flower girl. Yeah. In between, I've been doing some shopping. But honestly, I am just completely apathetic about dress shopping. Oh. Do you have a, dr- do you have a dress? Yes. I did purchase a dress. I was actually going to tell you, but I was under the impression that you probably had purchased one already. No, because I keep sweating every time I go. I was going to tell you that you should go to Nordy Rack. Someone recommended that, actually. One of our friends. I forgot who, but... This was... Well, this was earlier this week, actually. So, you know, only two weeks before the wedding. And the dress that I had mentioned to you that I wanted to buy, I was going to have to buy online when I went to go buy it, it is sold out and it's on order and I wouldn't get it until the end of October. And I said, okay, well, that does me zero good. And so that's not happening. So now I have to scramble. So I went, all right, that's it. I'm, I hadn't, I'd been to Nordstrom. I'd been to Macy's because I was so sure that I was going to buy this dress online. And I went to Nordstrom to try on a DVF dress so I could Mm -hmm. confirm the size I wanted to buy because you never know with dressmakers, you know, everything I read is like, well, it really depends on the fabric. You know, sometimes they run big, sometimes they run small. And I'm like, oh my God. All right, fine. I'm going to Nordstrom. I'm going to try on a dress, figure out my size. I'm going to go home, order it online and be done with it. How was that dress anyway when you tried it on? Oh, it's gorgeous. So I'm like, okay, this is it. So I went home to buy it and I can't buy it. (laughs) So I'm like, crap. So I'm like, that's it. So I woke up the next day and I went straight out to Nordy Rack. Because they they have all the Nordstrom, you know, from last season or whatever right. is there. And they do have a fairly significant lot 
of nicer evening type dresses. They also have prom dresses and stuff, but I'm not venturing. Oh, I went to Macy's to try on some dresses. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll try on a couple of long dresses because you just never know, right? So I pulled a bunch of, I put it on and I went, no. Why would you do that? This is unacceptable. And I'm like, like, the shortest person we know. I mean, some there are some dresses that I probably would look good in that were long, but they have to be perfectly cut and well, right you'd fabric. Have to get them altered. I looked ridiculous. <laughs> it was okay. Tell me if this doesn't sound like emotional cutting. Oh my god! It was burgundy and long, okay. and it had lace shoulders. What were you thinking? I don't know. I just was looking at color and I'm like, all right, psh, psh, and I grabbed it and I tried it on. Then I tried on this other one that was blue that had, it was like a super tight bodice and then it kind of flared out into like, like a big full skirt almost. And I'm like, well, this yeah. is cute. I put it on and I was like, oh my God, I look like one of those ballerinas in those kid jewelry boxes. It was <laughs> huge. It looked ridiculous. And I said, wow. okay, well, this isn't going to work for me. And I said, okay, I need to get my mind right. This is not a formal wedding, first of all. This is a wedding that's taking place at 4.30 in the afternoon, outdoors, Okay, in actually, Lincoln. I'm glad you said that, because I was going to ask, is it inside or outside? It's outside. Additionally, we just found out, it's going to be 92. Well, it's better than raining. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, it's going to be a hot day. Right, right. And so, I went to Nordy Rack. So Macy's was a bust. I left laughing at myself going, why did I even waste my time? Went to Nordy Rack. I pulled like eight dresses. Everything in my size. They had a ton of DVFs, Diane von Furstenberg dresses. Uh And the one that I wanted had chiffon, long chiffon sleeves that you can kind of, they're kind of see-through, but they're Uh really pretty. So they had one like that, and, and it was in a blue and white print. And I'm like, oh my God, and it's even in my size. So I grabbed it. I grabbed all these other dresses, went in. Tried on everything. Some things looked ridiculous. Some things were even worse. And then I'm like, all right, I might as well try on the dress that I really want to have work. So I tried on the DVF with the chiffon sleeves and sure as shit, it looked amazing. And I went, cool. finally, it is a wrap dress, but it's a little bit nicer than something you'd wear to work. And it's not white. It's not teal. It's not navy. It's a print. And all I need to do now is find some really kick-ass shoes and some good jewelry. And I think it's going to look fantastic. So I bought it. It was a third of the price of of one that I wanted to get, which was even better. And I kept thinking to myself, I've got to tell Paula. Because I figured you probably are like me and didn't have anything yet. And it was just so much cheaper. And I just was like, oh, this is great. And then I start having doubts. Because now I'm like, is this not nice enough? Is this too informal like am i gonna look like too casual or anything so i showed it to daryl he goes no that's really nice and i showed it to kenzie and everybody is in approval that it's a lovely dress and so really i just need to get some really nice shoes and i think i'll be good i'm happy with what i'm wearing you know daryl is wearing a tuxedo but i'm sure the second the the actual wedding is over he'll be removing the jacket and everything else that goes with i mean there's no way he's gonna wear it's hot it's so hot yeah yeah, that's going to be warm. What did you find? I mean, are you finding anything or are you going to wait till Friday? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm just so unmotivated. And I've already like mm-hmm. I had a conversation with myself today and oh. I already started thinking about what I have in my closet <laughs> that I could possibly wear if I don't <laughs> yeah. find something like I'm already going into the reserves and I'm just like, no, I can't do it. The problem is, is like I literally have not had like a moment to myself yeah, to go shopping. I if I go shopping, I have two kids with me. And you can't yeah. shop with two kids. It's just, no. you know, you're too frantic making sure they're not, you know, like bursting through the the clothing racks, you know, and scaring someone or, you know, yeah. just it's well, just too much. And so and Victor's going back to work tonight and he'll be working for the next four nights. And so I'm like, OK, good. So now we have football and we have, you know whatever else we have. And so I'm just like, I, I've just, I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure this out. But if you I will. don't, then, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm sure I'll be in, you know, like maybe one to zero photos. So. <laughs> well, still, you want to, you want to make sure you feel nice. I mean, you want to feel pretty. I never feel nice or pretty. But your daughter's in the wedding. So you'll probably will be in some photos. 
Well, that's the thing is I'm just like, I wonder, I've just never had a flower girl before. I don't know what, or I don't know what to do. I don't know. Well, you're going to be your handler. That's what I figured. And I'm thinking like after that, she walks down the aisle, where does she go? Does she come and sit with me or does she stay up on the stage sitting or what does she do? I think she'll probably sit with with me because I'll be in one of the front rows. Okay, well, I didn't know. I mean, I mean, mean, if we're going to hammer this out. Well, you and I can figure this out now. I guess we could ask the bride, but I don't know. Does it matter? I don't even know anymore. I think my big hang up with dress shopping right now is is the weather keeps fluctuating from like mm-hmm. freezing cold to boiling hot. And that just makes my body feel like menopausal. And because I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm sitting here right now and I'm sweating and I'm like, I don't even know why. Oh, okay. But, you know, and I'm like, so the last thing I want to do is unplug from here and then you go straight to a store and put clothes on my body and look in front of a giant mirror with, you know, fluorescent lights. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. I'd rather surf online and look at dresses I'll never buy. (laughs) I know. Speaking of sweating, I was um, I was at Macy's trying on these truly heinous dresses and I started getting sweaty and hot. And I thought of you air conditioning anymore. I don't get it. I'm like, it's cruel, you know. That just makes your body expand. I'm positive. The stress of not finding a particular dress that work that works for you, and and the fact that it gets warm very quickly. And I, you know, and then I always get really weird when someone else comes in to try on clothes in a neighboring dressing room, because I went at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and so there was like nobody there. And then some random woman comes in and starts trying out work clothes, and I'm like, hey. I, I mean, I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, this is my fitting room. Get out. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. That's uh, like Ellen DeGeneres. She's like, you know, you used to have a full door to yourself so that you could sit there and try your clothes and smile or cry or do whatever it is that you wanted to do in the dressing room. And so. Yeah. And it's not like that anymore. Okay. So speaking of try sweating. Try taking Olivia with you. Oh, God. No, thanks. How many times can a kid... You can crawl under and they go, hey, mom, I can see you. What are you doing? That's ugly. Why are you wearing that? (laughs) I took her to the bathroom yesterday at um, I forgot where we were. Oh, we had to go to Victor's doctor's office. And so I took her to the bathroom and. You know, she's in her stall, I'm in mine, and then the door opens, and then you can hear the other stall door. And I think she thought she was whispering, but she's like, mom, she's like, somebody else just came in here. (laughs) I'm like, thank you, Olivia. I'm like, just focus on what you're doing and let's go. Yeah, no kidding. Great. Thanks. I think I have to go poop. (laughs) I'm like, Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. Of course you did. So speaking of sweating, you were going to tell me that you went, um, did you know, did you go on this hiking field trip or are you going on a hiking field trip? Well, I haven't actually turned in the permission slip yet, but. Okay. Who, for who is this? Olivia's class. And okay. so they're going on a three mile hike around, I guess, this natural preserve. All right. It's a nature hike. It's three, like I said, three miles. And I'm just thinking, I can't send Olivia out to do that alone. (laughs) It's just, she'll fall. It's it's just not safe, you know. She'll land in in the creek. Something will happen. Even if she is with, you know, 50 other students, she'll be the one child, you know, that manages to, I don't know, get lost. And so I tried. To get Victor to go, but he luckily, I guess in his favor, he, well, one, he took Ryan when Ryan was in first grade. And then second mm-hmm. of all, he has to work. So I'm just like, oh, dang. And so, so you have to go. Or I can try and send her by herself, which I just, I, I don't feel comfortable doing. And <laughs> she needs a handler. Really, she does. <laughs> I times. really don't want to walk three miles. And I can almost tell you, positively Olivia does not want to walk three miles well that's really the key issue here is that Olivia does not want to walk three miles three miles doesn't feel like much when you're doing it especially if they're stopping and starting and doing the you know sitting somewhere in a clearing and having a lunch or whatever but yeah Olivia will be like halfway through mommy I'm tired and her little tiny little legs Especially if, I mean, if I'm a chaperone, it's not like they'll, they're they just going to let me watch my own kid. You know, I have to watch No, others. you'll have a group. You'll have a little group of children. I'll, I'll need like a 
I don't know, a Valium or something after I'm done because it's just so yeah. stressful. I mean, I'm sure it's it's maybe it's all pavement or not dirt. But I mean, if I see a snake or a lizard or something like that, those <sighs> kids are on their own. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> save yourselves. <laughs> Everyone save yourselves. Run. I just don't know why they would make first graders go on a six mile hike. You know what? You, okay, I, I've come to a, a, an understanding of you in the last couple of months. It's something what? that you're going to have to work on. One more thing that you're going to have to work on. Oh, good. You need to come to peace with the fact that your children are aging, <laughs> that they're growing old, they're getting older, and that they are no longer babies. So they have to, you have to let this go, like this whole, they're just babies. Why are we making them walk? You know, it's like, well, because they're they're not babies anymore. I mean, they are in the big picture. But, you know, this is how we learn. This is how we have experiences and become independent of our mothers when we're older. I suppose. But I mean, you have just... to let this dream die. You have to let them grow up. They're, they're going to be the weird kids. If you don't, you have to. I mean, and Ryan, honestly, Ryan's giving you no choice. He's not no. giving you any options. He's yeah. forcing your hand on the I'm growing up thing. But you're you're so it's so funny because you're so shocked, you know, with all of these new milestones. Oh, right. Yeah. You're like, I just don't understand. And it's like, what don't you understand? They're growing up, which is good. We want you want them to. <laughs> you want them to continue growing. That is true. And I do baby my kids quite a bit. And so I know. Like, even Olivia, she's like, Mom, can I sit on your lap? And I'm like, yes, that's fine. But I'm trying to mm -hmm. think, like, whenever you had a six-year-old, if you would ever let them sit on your lap. Only if they were crying about something at school. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm not an affectionate mother, because I'm very affectionate. But it's just, at some point, you know, they they need to learn coping skills. And they need to learn how to be able to walk three miles on a paved, you know, road. You know, that's all that's I'm saying. True. So I'm, I I have the blue paper staring me in the yes. face, you know, it's on like my little screaming at you. I know. <laughs> it's like, sign me. Well, and then they said, you know, at the end of the walk or whatever, we'll all sit down and have a sack lunch. And I'm like, God, that sounds awful. But <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it I'm just does. like a sack lunch. I'm like, just dismiss <laughs> it so I can go home and have something. But, you know, yeah. I'm not going to. It's like. What's going to be in my sack lunch? An apple? I mean, it just. It's apple weird. and carrots. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, it's, just... it's true. You know what? Honestly, that was not my f the only reason the, the way I was able able to make that better was I would go to Rayleigh's or Bel Air, like one of the nicer grocery stores and get, you know, a gourmet sandwich that was pre-made and right. make it, you know, something worthwhile. And that's the only way I could do it. But I was, you know, they eat lunch at like 1130 in the morning. It's ridiculous. I'm barely co through coffee. You know, right. well, and then that's the thing is, is they normally do eat lunch at that time. But because of the amount of time that we're walking or doing mm -hmm. whatever, they're not eating until like 1230. Oh. So I'm like, oh, good. Then I'll have starving children walking <laughs> three miles Whining, in the wilderness. Starting to whine. Know? Yeah. And it's later October. So it's probably, you know, Cold I'm, hoping for, I'm hoping for a rain out, honestly. It could happen. But... You never know. Well, you know what? Then you can you can sign up and hope for the best. And expect the worst. I have to go. I can't send her out in the wilderness on her own. No, you it's can't. Just, it's not It's not right. No, it's not. Okay. Now, the other cool thing is um, producer Dub told me that he got you and your lovely little loving son tickets to go to an event. And I told him that I wanted to tell you on the show, but he, had, he was so excited that he had already told you about an event you're going to. So which is, what is it? So every morning on the way to school, Ryan has us listen to this uh, DJ out of Nashville. His name is Bobby Bones. It's the Bobby Bones show. Right. The show is fashioned more like podcast style than it is typical radio, in my opinion. But they play music. So it's kind of, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Well, he has a little band of his own. Um, it's just him and one other guy. And they make like spoof songs of, of current country songs. Mm -hmm. And so his band's name is the Raging Idiots. And so Ryan thinks that their songs are just so funny. Uh -huh. And he thinks Bobby Bones is just the greatest thing ever. Well, I happen to, I follow Bobby Bones on Instagram, Twitter, you know, all that goodness. Yeah. And 
I happened to see a calendar for the Raging Idiots, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm all, that's a Sacramento. And so I, I logged into their website to ch- get tickets, and they were sold out. Aww. And I'm like, god, that was fast. Because I was just going to see, like, if, it, you know, I'm thinking, who else would know? But apparently he's, the, the show is fairly well syndicated well and it's and girls with guitars too right yeah. which i didn't know anyways we asked producer dub since he has some connections with them his job if if there's any tickets available you know if he could hook a sister-in-law up right. and so luckily we have two tickets to the show as well as a meet and greet pass yeah. i guess yeah and so I told Ryan yesterday, and he almost pooped his pants. He's he was so, so excited. excited. He was so excited. I can't wait. He can hardly believe it. He's like, this is going to... Well, Victor's like, so this will be your first concert. And Ryan's like, no. He's like, I saw the Wiggles when I was little. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't count. Not really. Oh, this is going to be so exciting. Well, I have heard um, good things about the tour. You'll see a lot of really great female artists, which he's a big oh, yeah. fan of. But well, yeah, I've heard that the show is actually very, very good. And and um, producer Dub has met and spoken with Bobby Bones before. I've seen him. He was at iHeart Radio Festival last year, and we saw him yeah. at the after party. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's going to be. It's going to be really, really great. I think he's going to love meeting Ryan. Yeah. So Ryan's like, we've got to get shirts or we've got to get hats or something. And I'm <laughs> like, it's something. I don't know. Well. We'll have to figure something out. Well, I think you guys are going to have a really great time. Yeah, I'm so excited, and Ryan's super excited. That's and so, great. so Ryan's even more excited now that he's seen the pictures of some of the girls that'll be playing oh, guitar. Sure. Well, you'll have to listen to some of the songs so that you guys can sing along. Yes. I think so. it'll be really cute. Well, I'm excited. I cannot wait to hear the recap because it's at the end of the month. So after yes. that, hopefully we'll see some photos and then, or at least the meet and greet photo of Ryan. I think that's going to be just adorable. And yeah. then I'm sure, you know, you'll have many, many stories to tell. Hopefully, yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's so cool. I got sheep, I got donkeys, and I got hay. I got cows all over, I got pigs that I slop all day. I got the cornfields growing, got the chickens all clucking, got my horse saddled up, but he won't stop bucking, even got a rooster that sings. But I just need one more thing, I'm gonna buy me a goat, I'm gonna grow green grass to feed it, I'm gonna build me a little white pen. Alright, well let's go ahead and get to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. So mine this week, as I mentioned, I was at, you know, the uh, disgraced Hobby Lobby. Yes. You know, I didn't really want to go there. Yeah. I really wanted to go to Michael's. Yeah. But Victor's just like, no, we're right here. We were in the parking lot. And he's like, hey, just go. And I'm just like, I, I felt guilty. I didn't know why because I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, but I couldn't remember <laughs> why I wasn't supposed to be well, there. Well, it's hard to keep up with all of the, the stores that we're not allowed to I shop in. I don't know anymore. So You know what? Honestly, Paula, here's the deal. I would never go to Hobby Lobby because, uh, you know, personally, I have ish- – I take – great issue with some of the things that they've done but i also if i was desperate i would likely have to go in there but i wouldn't want to so we're kind of on the same page you know i probably i mean i easily could have gone to the other stores but you know we were right there and victor really wanted to go there for whatever reason oh god i don't think he knows anything about anything and i don't know anything about anything i I just know they're supposed to be bad people but they are bad people but anyway so I don't know what it was. I think it was just like after you've been shopping for a little while, your kids kind of get crazy. Yeah, because they're really. Yeah, absolutely. They're bored. And so you go into a, like a like a craft store. And I mean, it's just, you know, everything needs to be touched and smelled and, you know, fondled and, you know, everything. And so there's a lot to get were, into. The kids were getting crazy mm-hmm. and, and I had had enough. So I turned around and so we're in the floral section, <laughs> the, you know, the, the flower section. Mm-hmm. So I turned around and I, you know, I gave them 
a good scolding and told them that, you know, they needed to knock it off. I had enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, they've been trying to do this thing where they're just like, well, can Olivia stay with mom and dad and I go do this? And I'm like, no, we're all staying together. We're all going to do this together. We're all going you know? to be miserable together. <laughs> and you're going to enjoy it. Dang it. <laughs> After I gave them my scolding, I turned around, you know, angrily and I walked into some tree branches that oh. were sticking out in like <laughs> these pots or something like that and or pussy willows or whatever they were <laughs> but they were these things like poking out and I'm like who puts you know it's like I wanted to turn around and be like this is really unsafe you know <laughs> who puts these here but they had them for sale if you oh, wanted them I guess for so 3.99 but just, you know so you. everyone was kind of snickering and I'm like shut up I don't. Let's I'm go. still. I'm really, really struggling with why you t you just insist upon doing everything as a cluster. Like, what is the deal? Why can't you just leave these people behind and do your business? Like, why do you insist upon bonding over every mundane chore? It's crazy to me. I would go nuts. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Well, the thing is, the kids are with me all the time, regardless. Yes, that's why I'm saying if Victor's there, it's like bye. See ya. Be back in an hour. Jesus. And then I'm going to Michael's because I don't care about gas. Well, is there an issue with Michael's too? No, no. I'm just saying oh. at least then you wouldn't be convinced to go to, you know, this tea party loving asshole company. Instead, to you could have gone to Michael's. Lair. I could have gone the to somewhere Satan of craft stores. You could have gone to <laughs> someone that's normal. More reputable. But we see what happens. You go there and you get you get pelted with branches. <laughs> Really? They knew I didn't belong there. They did. They were trying to get you out. <laughs> That's funny. I agree. So I felt like it was that moment in uh, the movie Wildcats <laughs> where she was like, you know, telling while she's like, I'll show you. And then she walks out of the room and then she walks back and she's I like, I purse. forgot my purse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to you. Except with sticks, with pussy willows. God, it was so embarrassing. Who put these pussy willows here? You're walking around looking for someone to be angry with. So that was my moment. That is an, that is very awkward. And I you know what? It's just cool out of discipline, like getting poked in the face with a. <laughs> God, I'm glad stick. you didn't. Well, would have been better if one had like lodged in your mouth or hit you in the something. nose or God, something. Know. That would have been. Funny. I think I just like batted at them with both hands. Like, I'm like, get this? My, yeah, get in my face. That's good. Okay, so this uh, ugly is an ugly moment, not an awkward moment. Um, it almost became an ugly and awkward both moment, but this was just an ugly moment. Uh, so homecoming game, varsity game, Friday night. Stands are packed to the gills. And Malia, even though she's a freshman, because it's homecoming, she has to cheer the game. Okay. So it's really great. It's really fun. And, you know, we got to see the parade. We got to see the floats and the senior homecoming kings and queens. And it was really, it was a really fun thing. Well... Uh, because scheduling for somebody was not thinking, uh, normally with homecoming games, you schedule your homecoming game to be a team that you will easily beat because you want there to be a win. You want your homecoming game to be a win. And yeah, you want the whole weekend to be like, you know, celebrate awesome. celebratory. And so we should have not been playing this team. I think because they kept scoring, the game was taking forever. And so by halftime, it had been two and a half hours. Oh, my God. And it was 930 at night when halftime finally came. I mean, aren't football games supposed to last like two hours, hours oh, max? Two hours. And so by halftime, it was 930. The announcer was announcing to people, uh, Mike Simmons, your mom is in the parking lot waiting for you. Your ride is here. I mean, it was like ridiculous. And not only that. It was at halftime, it was 60, 56 or 50 or something to zero at halftime. It was I mean, ridiculous. Can't they just concede at that point that they're not going to catch up? Well, no, you don't know. That's not how sports works. You can't do that. They still have to complete the game that we, you don't forfeit. And it's homecoming. You really can't do that. And so at halftime, you know, everybody performs. Our cheerleaders had a special routine. And so they went out there to perform the routine and the music's not working. And so they have to be pulled off the field and then the band comes out. The band has decided to go with this unusual set and it's very long. It was like 13 minutes. So Jeez. our team had about a minute and a half 
to do the routine before the football team was going to come running back out on the field. Right. And everybody now, understandably, is a little irritated because not only are we losing, it's late and it's getting, you know, to the point where like, we really just, we need to end this. This has to end. So our girls go out. There is a dude standing in front of the stands watching the routine. I'm trying to take a picture and he, and I'm not the only one, and he's standing in the way. He's like 6'4". Why is there always someone? So we're all yelling, but it's really loud. So we're all yelling. We're all, hey, hey. And he turns around and he looks at us. And now this is a guy who's got a hoodie on and it's on. He's got the hood on over his head. Okay. Okay. And with a hat on underneath. He's a little thuggy. So... He turns around and we're all move and we do that hand gesture that you do to tell them to get out of the way. Right. Now, I think you know that this boy was not going to move. I would have thrown something at him. Uh, no, I don't do that. So. Anymore. I don't throw things. You're the one that throws things. I've never thrown shit. I get up. You threw, you threw, you threw a carrot once. Okay. But I get up. I don't. Yeah. I do not throw. I get up and approach. Yeah. So Daryl did it first. So he gets up and goes I'm shocked. He gets up and goes over there and he goes, I'm trying to tell you to get out of the way. We're trying to watch our girls perform. They've got like 30 seconds. And it's their big performance that they've been practicing for months. And his big fat fuck face is in the way. So he won't move. And now he's getting in Daryl's face. So <gasps> I get up. Now in my brain, I'm saying he doesn't need my help. He's a man. This kid's a boy. It's there's, not about that. There's nothing I can do to make this go any better for my man. I'm not going to oh, emasculate yeah. him by trying to step in or anything like that. You say that as you grab his throat and push no, him No, no, no. Right? I did not now understand. <laughs> this is a kid. We're pretty sure. I can't tell. But he's not like 30 you know what i mean he's young girl and so i get up i'm like fuck this and i get up now first of all i almost tripped over my own feet getting out of the stands oh, that was crud. the first thing second thing i get up and i'm like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get up and i'm going to take a picture of my daughter before i get into this kid's face because now i'm pissed and so yeah. i get up i take the picture and He's like, why you got to disrespect me like that? I'm like, fuck you, asshole, really loud. And he turns and he looks at me because now, of course, now I've gotten myself involved. And and then he goes, and I'm like, you're a little dick, you know that? And And I start screaming at him. I'm like, I'm just trying to see my kid do her thing and la, la, la. And he calls me a bitch. Uh And then he pushed (gasps) Daryl. So as you can imagine, (laughs) Daryl got in his grill like hardcore and now dads are flying out of the stands and grabbing this kid and holding him and trying to throw him out because everybody saw that this kid started it you know and everybody was already saying get out of the way and daryl is the one that got up and tried to get him out of the way and so the second he called me a bitch and pushed daryl you know that's when shit got real and so then his friend who was probably our age and he comes down he gets into daryl's face he's like why'd you have to do that and he's like i didn't do anything he goes he started it and he goes oh okay like he was sane he could see that this was not like daryl wasn't looking for a fight but i got a little nervous because i'm like okay now this is a like a real man and he's getting in daryl's face and i'm like oh shit they say good now i felt a little guilty because I feel I, like I, I perpetuated this situation by getting up. I'm like Miss Piggy when she flashes. I just start <laughs> flying at people. The only, I will tell you why I didn't do, well, there's a couple reasons why I was able to maintain my sanity. First of all, I don't care if anybody calls me a bitch. That does nothing to me. That's like a, when, a, when one of my children cries when they're in trouble. It does nothing. Tears affect me none at all. If someone pushed Victor though in front of me, I would lose my shit. I'm not into doing that and because men can take care of their own shit. I do not I'm sure do that. They can, I just am just... not into that. A glance of a finger could have given me a black eye. I'm not into dealing with men dealing with men. I don't do it. They know what they're doing. Daryl was fully confident. He had no qualms about it whatsoever. And I'm like, 
I feel like I perpetuated this because I never should have like yelled at him, but I was just trying to get to see this great thing that they'd been working on. And tempers were already a little high because we were losing so badly, you know, and that was the other problem. So everything calmed back down and Daryl was on like this adrenaline high for like an hour. I'm sure his hands were shaking. Well, the sheriff had to get involved and, you know, it was like a mess. Luckily, nobody got kicked out because I told Daryl, I said, I don't know how to explain this to our daughter that we got kicked out of a football game because of this. I will be mortified. I really would be mortified if that had happened. He goes, we're not going to get kicked out. We didn't do anything. I said, you know how it goes. Okay. You know how this works. They don't care that it wasn't your fault. That's not how it goes. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So that was one of the reasons why I did not lose my shit. Because first of all, he was a kid. Second... I did not want to be escorted out of a football game at a high school by a sheriff and any other repercussions that may have occurred following this game. So I didn't do any of that. Luckily, Daryl didn't either, really. I mean, you know, he got back in the kid's face, but he didn't throw a punch or anything like that because we had like a lot of dads come down because they know people know who we are. I mean, we've been doing the football thing for like four years. So it's not like, you know, these were dads who had our back and it was cool, but It was still like, it was an ugly moment for me because I know that I basically lit the fuse. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know I did it. And I feel, I feel like I want to apologize, but I simply cannot because I wouldn't have changed anything. You know what I mean? Right. Ugly. Well, I mean, did she hear about it on Monday or was anybody talking about it? No, no, it was diffused and ended before anybody knew a thing. I bet you he wasn't a kid. I don't know. I mean, he sure he surely looked like one. But you know what? I mean, I'm so At six four though. I'm I mean, ancient, so everybody looks young to me. So it's like I don't know. I don't know. That's probably what I would have. The first question I would have gone up to is like, "How old are you?" I'm like, you? "Are you 18?" Whack! <laughs> why? Do, why do you need to know? Because I'm gonna. Because I'm gonna your punch ass. you in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was very tall and. And I told, I actually, I'm like, I'm, I apologize because I'm like, Deb, I'm so sorry. I said I was not trying to, like, take oh, over. Oh, so you or, felt guilty because, like, he had it. had to. He had it. I didn't need to do anything. But, you know, my ugly temper, U-G-L-E-E temper. Well, what were you, were you supposed to do? Just sit there and watch? I mean, come on. I do not do that. And so I caught up and immediately, you know, I felt like, it almost felt like, the time when we got into that bar fight that's what it felt like my my complete i wasn't blind raged or anything i was very calculated i knew exactly what i was doing i was very like i'm taking care of this shit but then by the time i got there i'm like god you know daryl's got it you know i didn't want to like i really did not want to intercede because when men fight it's there are no rules and i just couldn't get involved in that i don't want to get i don't want anything to happen to my face or anything you know i don't want to be a part of that and i've been tagged in the nose by a man before i don't ever want to do that again never maybe that's why maybe that's why maybe i don't know but my temper i mean i was like i was ready to go up and and jump him immediately that's the first thing that came to my mind except if olivia was sitting with you you wouldn't trust me yeah but olivia wasn't sitting with you natalie was though And it would have been, it was already uncomfortable. But I mean, the guy was an asshole. I mean, it wasn't, I'm not trying to minimize what a dick he was. I would have done it and then called it a life lesson to my kids. (laughs) Yeah, well, it was how you treat people like that. Yeah, I was just, I was so like, this guy was just looking for trouble. And, you know, and Daryl knew it, and which is why he approached him. And then this and I got up because I'm like I'm not he's not I'm not letting this show go down and have thousands of people watching and nobody doing anything so in that aspect I think is why one of the reasons why I got up I'm like I'm not gonna let my husband deal with this shit on his own without some kind of backup even though it's just me and I probably look like a baby chick over there no you know but I mean still I just I was like no he was probably more afraid of you than he was of Daryl oh I think so I looked him dead (laughs) in the eye that's because I'm just I'm telling you, when you have that look about you, people don't mess with you. It's true. It is true. And I'm I'm no six four, three hundred pounder. 
And kudos for you to getting up, you know, with Daryl. I don't think you were emasculating him. You guys are a team. Yeah. You know, well, if yeah. some was getting in Victor's face, oh, I mean, as much as he would hate it, I'd be right there probably trying to get in the person's face. I think that's because... well, that's what I did. And that's why I think it, it, it escalated so quickly because then I gave that guy more ammunition. But I, you know what? I mean, I, I wish I could say I, I was sorry, but I'm not. You know, because this is it was just it comes so natural to just get up and be aggressive. Be aggressive. Hey, be, be aggressive. <laughs> was that what the cheerleaders were doing while you they this whole little uh, God, I fiasco just, was going on? No. Did she see it from where she was? No. OK, no, good. she saw nothing. We haven't t- we didn't tell her we you know, I said we we do not discuss this. It's done. You know, I I was really more thinking of her going, God, you know what? We can't even go anywhere nice without, you know, something like this happening. But it's it, it worked out fine. But God, man, it felt good to almost get into a fight. Isn't that weird? Well, I I think it feels good to stand up to a bully. Yeah. And that guy was like a bully. Totally. He was such a jerk. And to show people like that, like... You don't get to act like an asshole just because you're a giant. Well, and and just because I'm not doesn't mean that I don't get to treat you like a douchebag. Exactly. You know, because you're being a dick. And I'm not the one that had the sheriff talking to me, so... Exactly. And I have my own opinions about that, so... Yes. I'm thinking the sheriff, you know, looked at you and Daryl and then looked at the other individual and probably could guess who was causing the trouble. <laughs> well, one would think. I mean, we don't look too terrorizing. No, you look pretty uh, we, suburban. Yes, we do. So anyway, so, that's it. Well, I that's think you win because yeah. you did all of your ugliness in front of an audience, too. A huge audience. At homecoming. No, oh, my no God. Less. I know. I just... There's something in my brain that doesn't cause me to be embarrassed because I feel so vindicated, you know? I mean, I don't feel... I mean, it was ugly for sure, but... I just get tunnel vision. Like I, I just don't, don't care. Like, I, like, shut down everybody in the world. And I don't care. That's the thing. I don't give two shits. So, there you it's have it. It's a very uh, good or bad quality to have. It depends on the situ- you, given situation. You judge. It's good or bad. Mm-hmm. But, well, thank you, everybody, yes. for joining us this week. As Jamie mentioned, we're going to be gone next week because we'll be enjoying the nuptials of Jamie's daughter and my niece and her new marriage. Mm -hmm. We're going to take some time off so producer Dove can give her away and uh, collect himself (laughs) before he has to produce uh, another episode of us talking. Go into the chapel and we're (laughs) going to get married. I love that song. All those wedding songs irritate me. They're so old. I think they're cute. Yeah. That's the only one. Oh, I do like... uh, Wait, today's the day... Wait, today I met the boy I'm gonna marry. They're all 50 songs. They're super old. I wonder if they really felt like that back then. Oh, who... They were just selling the dream. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Is It's just... It's the 50s. That's when weddings started getting big. This is the 50s. We want them all to get married and have children. Screw college. Yeah. yeah, and that worked out well. Yeah, look at 50% divorce rate once the and ERA that, kicked in. Not only that, women get to work full time and still make dinner and take care of the kids. So. Oh my God, what what is this world coming to pretty soon? I'm just saying those women in the 60s that were burning their bras, you know, they should have thought a little bit more clearly. Like men aren't as dumb as we think they are. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, you know what? I don't know what's happening with you right now, but Hobby Lobby... And, you know, wanting to, you know, marry off and thinking men are not as dumb. I mean, what is happening? Are you watching Fox News now? Is that what's happening to you? I watched The Kelly File. You're killing me. You're killing me. She's pretty. So what? And smart. I don't know. Well, what should I be watching? I, I, I don't know, but. I can't watch CNN. It's so Why? Is it too liberal for you now? No, it's not that. It's just. They can't get their facts straight. And Fox like News could, does? I don't quote Fox News for their facts, but none of none of the media places are, you know, really very good. I well, mean, I, would agree I haven't with that. found I mean, I like the Today show. That's about, you know, the only yeah. thing I like, but mm-hmm. you know, you've got to watch one of them. So um, I don't watch any of them actually. I actually don't. I don't watch MSNBC, Fox, or CNN. I I like MSNBC, but really? yeah, I don't. But they seem so angry all the time. <laughs> I just don't. 
Uh, Fox News is angry all the time. Well, I stopped watching them a long time ago. They're perpetually outraged. And I'm like, you guys, you know, need to start doing something different with your eyebrows and stop looking astonished all the time because (laughs) this is the world we live in. Yeah, I don't know. You're right, though. I mean, none of them are accurate, honestly. I would be remiss if I didn't say I do like Megyn Kelly in the sense that she's not completely oblivious to other perspectives but she still is well i mean she's still a fox, a fox news, news person. person but i mean the, i think the thing about her show is like you can tell when she's totally like vomiting republican mm-hmm. speak but then but it's then like, it's, it's not obvious. news but now it's not news now it's just rhetoric and propaganda and that's kind of the problem i have with it but i mean it's only a problem if you believe it true i guess you know, yeah if you can just you know see you know take what you will and leave what you don't want then yeah yeah it's hard to find accurate news on anything anymore to be honest with I, you even on the internet gosh. oh god well half of it's lies so it's unless you I see know. it for yourself you just never know i had to stop reading the onion i didn't realize it wasn't real news <laughs> i know in fact somebody there's an offshoot i can't think of the name of it but there's another offshoot of the onion and somebody posted it and people were outraged like this is an atrocity how can we do and it's like it's not real but the fact that you can't differentiate between a joke and real news that says something about our lives, doesn't it? There's so much out there. Yeah. There's so much out there. Sad so. but true. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. While we're away, if you feel the need to do some shopping, uh, please check out our Amazon links and um, our Avon links at our UglyTruth.com page. We appreciate that. We'll see you when we get back from the wedding, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have lots of fun stories to talk about. Mm-hmm. Until then, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Ugly Truth. If you're interested in keeping up with The Uglies, then follow them on Twitter, at The Ugly Truth, friend them at facebook.com slash uglytruth, or leave comments on our shows at uglytruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E truth.com. Until next time, be ugly and own it.